The Loose Cannons podcast is a free-form discussion about film that contains mature language, such as poop and titty, and descriptions of mature situations, such as filing taxes and raising children. We do not have any concern for spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film or films we are discussing and don't want to have the twists ruined for you, please watch the film before listening to the podcast. From this day forward, you will become sparrows, weapons in a global struggle for power. Every human being is a puzzle of need. You must learn to intuit what is missing, become the missing piece, and they will give you anything. Take off your clothes. Hi, this is Ilya, and this is another Minnesota of Loose Cannons coming at you. I am joined today by my girlfriend Judith. Say hello, Judith. Hi. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the movie Red Sparrow, directed by Francis Lawrence. Um, that's just come out in 2018. And we're both going to talk about our impressions of this movie in a bit. I'm going to start off by kind of quickly describing the plot. Um, so... The plot revolves around um, Dominika Yegorova, played by Jennifer Lawrence, who's a prima ballerina at the Bolshoi Theater, who uh, in the beginning of the movie suffers an injury. And um, she, through like some various plot developments, she's kind of coerced into becoming the newest recruit for uh, the Sparrow School. That's like a secret intelligence service that trains young people like her to become like sexual weapons in service of the state and after enduring that whole pretty perverse sadistic training process she emerges as a very prom especially promising sparrow that's immediately put out into the field and uh, assigned to seduce an american cia agent who then as the movie goes on tries to convince her to turn on Russia and become an agent for the U.S. And without really going into too much plot detail, that's about kind of the plot of the movie. So, Judith, what did you think? <laughs> um, I think that this movie, um, to start off with the first metaphor, yeah, is like um, is like the soup that gets better every time you heat it up and eat it again. <laughs> it's <laughs> good because um there are certain aspects about the movie that i think when you see it for the first time that kind of puts you off um and seem kind of bad mm -hmm. but then there are other aspects that are actually pretty great and the more i thought about it the better i thought the movie was mm -hmm. but while i was watching it i was really torn between um this this movie really suck mm -hmm. um what's what's wrong with this movie like because i i couldn't really say that it was bad but mm -hmm. it didn't really convince me when i was watching it yeah um so i was kind of thinking about why that was and um i was actually thinking that it's kind of a struggle of the cinema of narration versus the cinema of attractions Okay. 
And I feel that this movie can't decide which one it wants to be. Mm -hmm. um, because it promises you like this action movie. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the action mm -hmm. scenes, yeah, they're really subtle. Mm -hmm. Like, can you remember like yeah. any? I can like a few, but they're like especially a few violent scenes like towards the end that I remember. But I've, otherwise, you're right. Yeah, there's not a lot of those. That are... So I'm getting from this that you initially maybe didn't feel very strongly about the movie either way, but like after thinking about it some more, you're on the side of liking it. Yes. Uh, because I thought, I mean, it starts out uh, in a rather clumsy way, mm -hmm. right? They they try to do this parallel montage mm -hmm. of her going to to do her job, and the way they show it, it's like she goes to do this job at at a McDonald's, and then we later find out she's a prima ballerina, which is kind of a big deal. But the way the movie shows it, it's like any other job for her, right? on um that's interesting yeah it's kind of never really the only time she ever really talks about uh liking dancing or wanting to be a dancer is da during that first mission when she's seducing that guy right exactly yeah so we never really even know if that's something that she wants to be in the first place so actually just let me quickly give my like first impression on this as well um so um i think this movie's fine like mm -hmm. i've uh gone kind of between not liking it to kind of liking it a bit more also ever since we watched it together mm -hmm. and i actually think that the movie is a bit smarter than a lot of like the criticism it's gotten gives it credit for um i think a lot of it has to do with the way that this movie presents the action that's happening on screen versus like the story that it's based on. Like there's, it's based on this best-selling book uh, that's written by a former CIA agent. And I think a lot of what happens in this movie kind of feeds into like the, like certain age old narratives about the CIA being like the more humane, uh, secret agency compared to like the KGB or in this case the FSB and like what they will do to their own people versus what the Russians would do to their own people and there's like um I think a lot of things going on narrative narratively mm -hmm. here that are kind of like gross and I disagree with them um but I feel like the movie itself is actually often acts often even also almost counteracts a lot of those things. And I think that's where it gets pretty interesting. So I'd say I think this movie's, while not great, because it just, you know, just it drags a bit. There's a lot of pretty bad acting in it, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and um, um, But it's definitely not, like, awful. And, again, kind of smarter than people give it credit for. But... um. Yeah, so what were, like, the things to you that, like, changed, like, what, perhaps changed your mind about the movie when you, the more you thought about it? Well, um, you mentioned the ideology thing. Mm. Uh, I, I, I thought that that whole thing wasn't necessary for the movie mm -hmm. at all because it's basically about the 
the question of power, like who holds the power, and it's, you know, it's men versus women in that way, like what are their ways to um, to execute power, mm-hmm. basically. Do women have a choice to um, execute and gain power through different means other than their bodies mm-hmm. and their sexuality? Mm-hmm. The film clearly gives us the answer is no (laughs) well and um but within that frame of options that a girl has or a woman um the movie explores her options so what made the movie interesting to me was the depiction of the heroine Mm -hmm. who is not the typical main character I'd say because she beats up two people within the first 10 yeah. minutes of the film. Yeah, that's before and she becomes an agent, right? Before she becomes an agent. She's um, pretty like, yeah. And it's like, a. I mean, of course, it's sad that she broke her ankle or whatever, but like she almost beats them to death. Well, you know, it's, you know, they broke her ankle yes. on purpose and that yeah. was... <clears throat> but like it's it's definitely like she has a capacity for violence. Yes, we we can already. see that she is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the interesting part about introducing this character because as I was saying before, um the way they show her in her job is like showing her in any other job. It's mm-hmm. it's nothing special. Mm-hmm. But yet she's the prima ballerina and we have to assume well in order to get that position you have to work really hard your whole life and Mm -hmm. sacrifice a whole lot but this movie won't tell us that we have to know ourselves Mm -hmm. so that that makes it easier for us to understand her rage and you know her beating up two people but if you don't know that yeah if you don't know how much you have to sacrifice in order to to be a prima Mm -hmm. ballerina Mm -hmm. And how much is at stake if you lose that job? It's kind of like you you watch her do that, and you're like, why should I even follow this character? Yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it's actually that's kind of like what the interesting part. I feel like um, when they start discussing the reasons, you know, why she was doing it. Like one of the reasons is her mother is sick, mm. right? And because her mother is sick, uh, the Bolshoi company uh, pays for her medical uh, treatment and it's implied that if she you know once she loses it once she loses that role and she's replaced that the Bolshoi is going to get rid of her and also she's going to lose her apartment and she's going to lose her mom's treatment and um, (laughs) when her uncle then tells her well he can basically give back to her but only if she does such and such the first thing it's implied it's like well you're kind of always trapped in the sit in the system or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. right if uh if you become as she becomes like useless to this theater company then she loses all those things that you know are supposed to probably be regular things you know and like a, in, a, in a better world there's supposed to be things that you should just get like medical treatment apartment whatever housing and once she like what he is offering her is kind of like the same thing so it's also like it's it's a job right she does the job probably mostly in order to keep the things that she had with her other job but what this job implies is obviously like 
something um, objectively worse than what she was doing before. Yes. And he like scares her by talking, talking about, well, have you ever seen like these uh, regular treatment houses that we have here and whatever? You don't want to send your mom there. And while all of that is like clouded in this idea of like an American audience watching this and imagining these awful Russian like hospitals or whatever, the thing is that, well, it's the same thing in the US. Like you would only get these kind of treatments or whatever, this type of like special situation if your employer or whatever would be paying for it because you don't get that type of treatment ordinarily if you lose it so do you you lose that as well and so while there's like clearly this gross kind of play about how awful russia is or whatever that that's what explains why she would even go to the kgb to not submit her mother to this awful treatment or whatever i think that there's also this thing that um is like a sly commentary also on the American situation as well. And that's like one way I feel like this movie is always kind of trying to not just do the, the, the typical CIA whatever thing, but kind of throw it back at the US a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's an interesting point because I was just uh, asking myself if her uh, mother's situation is what makes her go to the kgb or is it uh the fact that they have leverage on her now that she's beaten up those two people um almost to death i mean why isn't anyone doing anything about that they know it was her at least her uncle does so they have something they can hold against her yet it's her mother so that's an interesting decision yes yeah i think like after one of the cool things about this movie, I feel like, is that you can never really trust almost anything any character is saying. Yes. Like, and that's interesting because we're also asked to empathize with her a lot or, like, kind of take her perspective in a lot of ways. And yet she's, like, she like you said, she's not the typical main character in that there's something about whatever her her actions that always comes a little bit out of left field like she's always more violent than like maybe perhaps a regular main character would be in her situation than a ballerina would be that's for sure you know um and um as she's sent to the school i think that um there's also a lot of things going on there like she's not just the regular person that's sent to the school and is then humiliated and 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 whatever like I think there's something interesting going on with how this movie treats that whole situation. I think the storyline itself is kind of gross. Like, ooh, look at this clandestine, crazy horse school that the Russians have there. It's that in itself is like another like typical like stereotype or whatever about like Eastern Europe, dark Eastern Europe or whatever going on. But then when the when they are there, the way, for example, this movie treats the nudity in those scenes is pretty like clinical and it's like always connected in some like to power, I suppose, more than to like sexuality or eroticism, at least. Right. That's yeah, that's basically what the movie is about, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's that question of power, like who's in charge. And um that's what makes that whole school interesting to me. I agree with you. Like 
back to that whole ideology thing mm. and um, the cliche of what could this kind of school look like mm -hmm. in Russia. Yeah. Um, that's kind of gross. But at the same time, there is something really <laughs> interesting about... Um, um, you have those James Bond movies and whenever they talk about um, spies and the tools of the spies, they have like all this technology going on, how mm -hmm. to manipulate people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there they just use sex. Yeah. <laughs> and it works the same way. And it's, <laughs> you know, just use your body. We don't need all that. Other yeah. Shit. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> We can't afford any high-tech shit. We just basically... No, it's maybe it's not even about the money. It's about, yeah. like, come on. Why make life even more complicated? It's It <laughs> It basically comes down to that. It comes down to the struggle of power and the way men yeah. and women yeah, gain it. Yeah, because they're both, like, there. there's men and women in that school. It's exactly. not just women. And no, I mean... For the first scene, she's asked to undress, and the guy he's is also asked there, and he kind of undresses without question. And she won't. And she won't. And there's this like cute little shot of him before she asks him to get dressed again, mm -hmm. where he's standing there full frontal naked. And so, I don't know. I like a lot of criticism at its level that this movie has been like, ooh, they just like parade around. Jennifer Lawrence gets naked a lot mm -mm. for no reason. I actually don't think that that's true i feel like the only reasons like she gets is very very like uh like the movie really knows what it's at least trying to do and those yes. as maybe you can argue about whether or not it succeeds um but it's certainly always um clear that like let's say let's take the almost rape scene that happens at the school where this guy right. that's shown to be kind of jealous of jennifer lawrence or whatever it's implied that It's really, like, he's jealous of her for, like, having the right answer this one time yes. and, like, some other thing. So it's not like he is shown to, like, desire her, right? No, he wants to put her in her place. Exactly. And so when that when the, when the he assaults her um, and she fights back, that scene is, like, also, like, pretty... In the way it's shot, it's, like, very... Un asexual like not sexualized really mm -mm. and then what happens after that is that they you know charlotte rampling <laughs> fucking charlotte rampling is in this movie uh who doesn't move a muscle of her face i think the entire time yeah. she's in this movie she asked her like in front of the class and uh she's supposed to and and then she asked the guy to come in right and then she's supposed to give give whatever the, to the guy that he desired right yes because You know, they have to learn to forget their ego and whatever, like right? right to get become like that's the lesson. Yeah, and what she does is she just kind of undresses before him, but she refuses to turn around because she and like she tells him to look at her and like whatever. And I don't think that that scene is as much about like oh this is her becoming empowered or whatever. I think that the scene is really like pretty much clear cut the way that she says that this is about power to him, right? He wanted power. That's what he wanted. He didn't want to fuck me. That was just how he was expressing it. And I think that I feel as a comment on sexual assault, I don't think that's like a really awful way of like trying to show that, well, victims can be kind of manipulated by like figures of authority 
right? So basically put in a position where they're like shamed and whatever, and they can still maybe find a way to make something less shameful for themselves. I don't see how that scene is like really that awful. Uh, I feel like this type of a scene that's really aware of the difference between like sexuality and 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 outright like power and claiming of power through sexuality, um, I think is actually like a good thing that a movie is like expressing those things really really clearly. Um, because I don't know who the fuck like got turned on watching that scene, but I think that if anything, that's their fault. <laughs> that's not this movie's fault. Exactly. What whatever the criticism was in that direction, um, at least what I read about it. Yeah. Um I thought, well, this is exactly what the movie is questioning. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what the movie is about. Um it's like owning your own body and owning the right to, you know, do whatever the fuck you want to do with it as a woman. Yes. And exploring the fields of the battlefields of power mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. that body. Whether yeah, I mean You could argue that she doesn't have a choice, but the movie kind of questions that all the time too. Yeah. Like, does she have a choice? Does she not have a choice? Yeah. And I mean, um, I think like as much as the plot, when the plot then gets going afterwards, I don't think, I mean, it is about choice maybe in some ways, but it's also about the fact that uh, <laughs> like you can kind of, always find a way to frame something that will justify it either for one or the other side mm -hmm. like all of your actions they can be seen as being pro something or they can be seen as being against something that's like a really weird thing that this movie then keeps doing like almost to like a ridiculous just to a ridiculous degree where every single thing that happens can then be later interpreted either as, let's say, her becoming closer and closer to actually turning into an, like an American agent, mm -hmm. or it's something about her just like going and seeing the mission wherever it leads or whatever, like right? So it's just like a never-ending, you're supposed to just kind of guess what you think is probably right, but you're never really sure. And I think um, a lot of that has to do also with the way that What this movie is basically saying is that you like person in her situation in Jennifer Lawrence's situation can't trust anyone. Like she can't really be foolish, that foolish to think that some person will have like really good intentions for her or someone will not because that's basically beaten out of her throughout the whole movie. And so when she starts getting closer to the CIA agent, agent um, I think there's like the level at which we've seen so many movies about like CIA versus KGB and like people like turning within the system that you're kind of expecting that, oh, well, yeah, sure. She probably does have maybe have feelings for this guy and he seems nice, whatever, <laughs> like, um, or he seems less horrible than the people that she's been with before. But how can you trust that? Like how... If you were like in her situation, why would you even think of really doing that at any point in time? Like, there's no reason to do it. And plus, um, if she were going to go in that direction, she'd be risking her mom's life 
who's back in Russia, right? Why the fuck? If if it's really shown that the only reason basically she goes into that KGB thing is to help her mom, why would she risk that all of a sudden and join the CIA, right? Like, there's no reason for her to do that. And I think um, this like basic mistrust that's like sown in the beginning of this movie is like something that will that just continues to go um, throughout. And I feel it's also like a credit to her acting that you never really know. Yeah, I mean we we gotta we gotta admit that she's pretty great in this movie. Yeah, she's pretty she's pretty good. I mean, accents aside and everything. Yes, well, that's probably not her fault. No, that's really uh, putting a damper on her performance. I yeah. thought because if they had just left that out, um, I would have believed her to be Russian anyways. But, <laughs> yeah, she she. But she that Russian accent really. <laughs> Um, but her performance was great because you were talking about some bad acting before. Yes. So maybe you should specify. Yeah. Thank you for, um, I, I, you're right. I should specify. So my, my idea of the bad acting in this movie, I think like Joel Edgerton is like really, really like just wooden, maybe he's supposed to be wooden, but like, um, just kind of like very flat. Uh, there's, uh. I th- I mentioned Charlotte Rampling. I don't know why she keeps getting cast in movies. It's probably because people really like their Night Porter so much. Um, Jeremy Irons is really bad. I don't think... You think so? Yeah. I think that, oh, like... Oh, no. He's, like, smoking cigarettes in an evil way. I don't know. No, I love how he... <laughs> how he appears in those sports suits. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. And with his sunglasses, I, I thought he was giving like a really great performance he's so dry he's so dry he's very dry i feel like it's it's hilarious that um he ends up being the mole and that means that he's also then the guy to try to sell jennifer lawrence on basically selling him out to the russians in order to be like a better version of him as a mole Mm. like really this is like the best sales guy you could come up with this dude who's like the whole movie has been just kind of a gross old man like you said like wearing tracksuits and whatever like he's he's terrible as a sales guy like he's supposed to he's supposed to be the one to convince her like that being for the americans is better than being for the for, for the russians it's really weird you know the scene i mean uh you mean at the hospital yeah exactly well, yeah, but in a way, it's <laughs> kind of, again, rock and roll, this movie, to just, you know, give away the one of the main twists yeah. in a dialogue. Right. Like, um, oh, by the way, it's me. Yeah. And um, do what you want with it. And There's a lot of twists. I mean, this movie's very heavy on the twist side of things. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. It's like, it's weird because... Um, when I was like starting, when I was beginning to watch it, like I was kind of expecting it to be more like campy, I suppose, more like pulpy, I don't know, uh, and funnier. Mm-hmm. And then it really wasn't, and it was like like we kind of discussed, like it was much more like like pretty chilling, even in the way that it was like describing this whole situation. It's very mellow. Yeah, and. Um, Towards the end, like the more like these twists keep coming and coming, I was like, oh, maybe this movie's like kind of getting a little bit more loose. And then there's that whole character of that um, chief of staff, that lady who just kind of like gets drunk the whole time. 
She's crazy. And then gets run over by a truck in the middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, which, like, that whole part is like, I don't know, this, like, tone-wise really, really different than everything else that's been going on. True. Um, but then right after that, we get J-Law going to Russia and getting tortured. Yes. And but that is, like, a whole different level, right? That's, like, really, really in-your-face and awful. The, like, tone-wise, I suppose the movie actually gets that level, like, the, the, the seriousness of the violence really well. And, like, the usual, like, campy spy thriller things kind of don't feel as part of it, really. I think it's indecisive mm. um, Yeah. in that sense. When you mentioned the torture, yeah, I I wanted to talk about those scenes of torture or violence mm. in this movie because I think they're the most interesting scenes. Mm -hmm. It's just the way uh, they show violence. Uh, it's in a very disturbing way, very intimate between the screen and the audience. Mm -hmm. um, it's very pure. There's nothing glossy about it nothing glamorous yeah um but it the the sound uh editing mm -hmm. um, is is really great in this movie because even if you have to look away which i had to do a yeah. lot of the times yeah um because it was so graphic uh even the sounds were so natural that it made me feel that i was part of the violence mm -hmm. and I think that there are just few movies that actually succeed in doing that. Mm -hmm. And like for instance, let's let's have like this really awful comparison here. Let's look at Salt. Mm -hmm. That movie with Angelina Jolie, she mm -hmm. plays a Russian spy as well. Mm -hmm. And this one. Mm. Uh, the way they show violence in Salt, it's it's very artificial. It's very glamorous in a mm -hmm. way and it keeps it keeps the distance between the screen and the audience mm -hmm. it's almost too perfect yeah. of a choreography and here in this movie in red sparrow it's so i'm so close to every punch they take yeah she takes yeah uh even those scenes of torture uh the cinematography is so interesting like the way they just find like one angle to show like this entire situation yeah. and they won't linger on the whole moment. It's just like they leave it to you yeah. to imagine. They often have like multiple like hits or whatever that happen mm -hmm. within one shot and they just, which makes it especially rough to watch because it's not even like mm -hmm. the camera doesn't look away. There's, there's not reaction shots of someone like, looking at the whole thing and like feeling awful about it or anything you're just stuck with like with the shot itself sometimes for a longer period of time and that makes it even more i feel that that's what, what makes it really unbearable mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and uh i agree kind of what i was what we were talking about in the beginning so i feel like this movie takes kind of a gross story and decides to take it sort of seriously and to say like what if this gross sparrow school was real like how how would it be it would be really really awful <laughs> and we will show you how awful it is 
it won't be like, ooh, let's look at how cool they are at becoming seducing or what, like seduce seduction weapons or whatever the fuck. Um, and the same thing with the torture. It's not like, ooh, look at how strong she is for surviving this. Right. It's just like, wow, there is no, there's like zero commiseration coming from her own people and the people that send her out onto that mission. They will beat they will basically beat her to death if it, if that's what needs to happen. And uh, that's like just puts a whole different angle on the whole like sexy spy thriller bullshit. That's like... Totally. That mm. brings me to my second metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> this <Yay>. whole movie... <laughs> this whole movie feels like a Christmas present, not wrapped in Christmas paper, but in some old newspaper. You know? Mm. It's still a Christmas present... But when you get it for the first time, you don't know. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And um, it's like, y you go see this movie, and I was seriously um, expecting Jennifer Lawrence kicking some badass, exploding cars in the background all the time, mm. um, chasing scenes yeah. through Moscow. There's like no chase scenes in this movie. Not at all. Yeah. Um, well, one in the beginning. Uh, when, oh yeah, yeah 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 right yeah um but that's it so there's this movie won't give you anything that you would expect yeah actually mm -hmm. and that's interesting because you kind of leave the theater not being disappointed anyways yeah, mm. yeah it's uh we, what we've kind of also been talking about on the podcast about spy movies in general is that a lot of them have been from this like uh genre that we decided to call dad fiction which is just like dads being like it's it's all very male-centric usually spy novels or spy mm -hmm. thrillers are about like these crazy secret agents and like all their bags of tricks mm -hmm. and the women that they sleep with and like it's very fetishizing of this very particular way of like middle-aged men right. being like the focal point of the story and in here the middle-aged man in question, which is like played by Joel Edgerton here, he's like very much on the sidelines of everything. The whole CIA is kind of depicted slightly weirdly, like they're like kind of infighting. They're really like office goons more than like mm -hmm. anything else. And he doesn't really get the scene where he's like triumphant or anything like that. He gets the scene where after Jennifer Lawrence's torture, she comes back and they... I think they sleep together, right? And then she wakes up and he's being tortured by that crazy right. uh, agent guy who had killed the woman that she was living with or who was another sparrow, I think. Um, And she starts helping, well, not helping, but like basically um, she uses the same like skin graft like instrument on... Joel Edgerton that the guy uses for a while before she knocks out that guy. And that whole scene is also like pretty interesting because, and again, a kind of a credit to, 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 to Jennifer Lawrence, like when she sees that thing happening, what her reaction is like and how she like just calmly walks towards the situation and like, you know, sees this guy getting tortured and just starts helping. 
I was just gonna say this is one of her greatest acting performances. Yeah, it's yeah. like that moment. It's yeah. like one split of a second. Yeah, the way she reacts and knows immediately what to do. She yeah. has to play along mm-hmm. in order to trick this guy into mm. the situation where she can take him down. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I remember like she opens the door, and just what happens in her face is just. It's pretty cool. There's actually speak, amazing. Speaking of like good acting moments for her, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was uh, when she's uh, running to Joel Edgerton's apartment the first time, and um, she's just gotten out of a fight with her like local boss in Budapest. Yes, and she's running to his apartment, and um, she wants to seem upset, mm-hmm. and so she just like exhales really quickly she does like <sighs> yeah and like just to seem like she's been like crying all evening mm-hmm. and it's just like within like three seconds she just goes from like standing normally to like exhaling loud like having these tears in her eyes and that's awesome because like that that whole moment kind of sums up her whole character really really well like what like you you have no fucking idea what her emotion is how honest any of this is how much of a put on it all is it's yes. uh and yet you see her get into these emotions so you're supposed to kind of feel like don't you know this character you spend most of the time most of this movie's running time with her character so aren't you supposed to know exactly where she is at any given point in time and you don't and i well, think that that's pretty cool well i feel i do okay. which is interesting i, yeah. I see what what you're saying yeah like whenever she's uh whenever she interacts with other people mm-hmm. we can't be sure like does she tell the truth right does she not but i actually feel that she's a very honest in a way which mm-hmm. is absurd but i i don't feel um she's a main character who i can't trust like i I can identify with her so well and that's what makes her so great as a character mm-hmm. and um in a way pretty tough and uh feminist in a way mm-hmm. I want to say mm-hmm. so I think a lot of the critics don't give her enough credit for that yeah I mean um she's been kind of like on this weird uh trip as an actress over the past couple of movies that she was with, uh, she was in Starting with, uh, I guess, like Joy, and then movies like Passengers and like X Men. Mother was not really like a big hit with people, critics, or uh, audiences. And so, like after starting off her career like really, really successfully, um, she's been also because of like a lot of dumb things that she's like said in public sphere or whatever she's like she's kind of like lost a lot of the appeal that she had in the beginning you think so yeah and i think like um she's i feel totally different about this yeah yeah i think she's gained a lot of appeal like, okay for me like okay. i i don't know because she kind of i i haven't seen mother yeah mm, i i have not seen joy mm-hmm. so i can talk about those movies yeah and, um I, i'm not sure like you know how I, trivia and mm-hmm. yeah. film don't really mix you, you're well not, with you're me. not a big trivia person no. that's okay um i i just think that um 
given that she is such a famous actress yeah. um playing in movies like x-men or the hunger games um to accept this role in in a movie like this that doesn't quite decide whether it wants to be artsy or mainstream yeah. that's a very interesting choice and i think it's a good choice i think it's not exactly something that a lot of people will uh, know what to do with to be honest especially now a lot of people have been following her like i don't think there's a lot of overlap between fans of the hunger games movies and this movie although there should be because hunger games is also a much smarter movie or a smarter movie franchise um then it gets credit for yes. especially much better uh written uh uh in terms of books that it's based on also um but uh i don't know like from the reaction that this movie's already gotten it's kind of like telling that yeah people just kind of want I, they don't really want her to be in these types of really weird roles like no I'm... and um you know i think that I mean, good on her to like try at least to do weird stuff because if all she keeps doing after this is like she'll find a way to like star in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie or whatever, and then like that's that's it, then that'll be kind of kind of a waste. Um, especially since she's still, as we both agree on, I think still pretty good in this. Yeah, she she is one of the most interesting and most promising actresses of her age mm. to me. Yeah. Because um, I think it's interesting what she's done so far. Uh, she's very convincing in this role. Yeah. Um, I have to compare it to Salt again. Yeah. And um, like Angelina Jolie, I I'm I'm sorry to say, but yeah. I didn't buy for a second that she was a secret agent, <laughs> let alone from Russia. I didn't buy it <laughs> one minute of the film. Yeah. And. You know, with Jennifer Lawrence, I didn't have a problem yeah. watching her, believing her whatsoever. Um, even the ballet scene in the beginning. How about that? Even the ballet scene. <laughs> she's like, she's, she does an okay job. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like for being a Russian person. I'm not nearly as well versed on ballet as I should be. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's cool that she at least tried to do it. <laughs> like, seemed fine. Um, yeah just one i guess again because we mentioned that in the beginning but i still think like it this is kind of a a shitty thing that keeps happening like i have no idea why a movie set in russia featuring russian characters uh needs to have british american people talking in a russian accent in order to seem russian especially what about those gun dumb scenes then when people do speak russian for like the two or three instances where they do actually speak russian words mm -hmm. like what the fuck is that It's really dumb. Please stop doing it. Everyone just stop doing it. But they won't. I mean, this is just a Hollywood trope at this point. Uh, people will not take your movie seriously unless you have these dumb Russian accents, which is like ridiculous to me. So I really wish they just stopped doing that because it actually does impact the performances a lot. Like people sound ridiculous yes. trying to come up with Russian accents that they then lose during the movie or whatever. Like uh and suddenly we're talking about the dumb fucking accent thing instead of what this movie's really about and i feel like that's um again i'm still not really on the side of really liking this movie very much um but uh it's definitely more des deserving of a more like of more credit than it's gotten and i feel like the accent thing is one of the ways in which this movie loses some of that's power yes 
And I think another problem this movie had from the get-go mm -hmm. was that they cast Jennifer Lawrence yeah. for a movie that I think was intended as some kind of um, artsy spy movie. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted to make sure they'd have enough people going to the theaters. Yeah. So they'd cast Jennifer Lawrence, who is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think what they wanted to do is like, um, turn it into some mainstream movie just by casting Jennifer Lawrence and they probably didn't expect her to be, um, to kind of melt <laughs> into the whole thing so yeah. well yeah. that she kind of became part of this artsy concept from yeah. the get-go yeah i think like some credit should also go to the director like francis lawrence also worked on her with her on the hunger games uh, yes. catching fire uh which is a really good movie um and he's also in those in in those hunger games movies what is like one of the best features of them is that they take the violence that happens there um pretty seriously like there's um a lot of uh ways in which uh like the things that befall those kids is treated with a lot of gravity um and none of the violence is played for laughs it's not and it's not played for excitement it's not played for titillation or whatever like it's uh it's scary and very uh gross and i think that francis lawrence seems to have kind of like a good instinct for shooting violence that way and like making movies about these subjects like that way Jennifer Lawrence used to trust him with this, I yeah. think. So it's a, like, it's definitely like a, a a good effort by both of them to, like, of like trusting each other also in a way to um, be in those type of situations because I think that anytime you uh, make a movie in which you know, as a famous movie star, you're supposed to get naked a lot and or be tortured. Um, you have to feel like it's happening, like for a good enough reason. Like there's something behind all of this. Like you're in good hands. You're in safe hands. And I think that they at least seem to have that kind of collaboration, which is pretty cool. And I think the movie shows that too, because he, in my opinion, has a very clever way of depicting female characters in a way that's that doesn't make you feel. Like, there's this guy really wanting this girl to take off her clothes on screen, you know, and mm -hmm. look really sexy while she's fighting yeah. other evil guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't have that feeling at all. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. And for the amount of time that she's naked in this movie, that's actually quite a, a achievement to not have that at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, do we have a lot of other things that we want, want to cover? In this movie? No. But I want to say that it's definitely worth watching, even if you won't like it. Yeah. That's fair enough to say. I think I, I'd agree on that. And perhaps even like uh, on a rewatch, I'd even like this movie more. I can imagine mm -hmm. that happening because a lot of these things, like even that talking about it now, are like, like stuff I kind of only started thinking about after finishing it. Because I was so like ready to kind of almost dismiss it and beforehand. Because you expect something totally different. Yeah, and 
I think, yeah, cool of it to not be that for sure. All right. So thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And thanks to Judith for being much better at this than me already.